Hey, podcast listeners, this is John Knutson, your host, and today we are fortunate to have the chance to have two of our current employees, uh, and who also happen to be married, uh, in the, quote, studio, which is my office, up on uh, Campus Center, second floor, Rob and Rachel Arbaugh. How's it going, guys? Great. Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you are extremely welcome. Thanks for agreeing to come on in and be in the podcast. I know that there are people um, who have been waiting for the next episode to come out of the podcast <laughs> and so you guys are the featured the much anticipated after christmas break wow. all right Special. yeah so uh don't screw it up it's really <laughs> really important um no really not at all so the there's a cool dynamic going on we're going to jump right into this there's a cool dynamic going on with you two because you're both employees you're one of the rare uh couples on campus that are both employed by the college um and then you have a joint interest which is kind of what you two, the Arbaugh family, is known for, I think, including Desi the dog. Yeah, that's right. And so you guys, um, we let, we're going to talk a little bit about that. First, we'll start with Rachel. So you are, your official title is? Uh, it has changed, actually, quite a few times, depending on who my boss is. So mm -hmm. sometimes it is uh, the events coordinator, and sometimes it is event reservations. So really, whatever, whatever anyone wants to call me is fine. Um, but also, I am the costume designer for the uh, the department, the theater department, and the company manager for Uncovered Theater Company here on campus. Okay, so you have like six titles yes. basically <laughs> that continue to revolve. Yeah. And then, but your primary office, the the on paper, what you are hired for is the events coordinator for yeah. Rochester College. Yep. So what does that entirely mean? Like, what do you spend the majority of your time doing um, for the events coordination office? So it's fun because I really get to be on Pinterest almost all day. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that's allowed to be on Pinterest all day. Uh, no, so I, uh, I reserve spaces on campus for events. Um, if anyone, if students need a, a space on campus, they have to reserve it through me or if, you know, anyone wants to hold anything here. But also I rent out our extra space. So my job is to make money for the college. Sure. Uh, so any spaces that we're not using, I rent out. Um, but also because it's fun and I really enjoy doing it, I'll do like the decorations for things, centerpieces for things. Um, not for everything, but for things like graduation and um, some of those bigger type events. Right. So. And you've got a bunch of years of experience doing that already. Like you've yes. been here for, you've been in that position for how many years now? Mm, four years now, I think. Yeah, four years. Wow. And then before that, I uh, I was a wedding coordinator for many years, and uh, I did events as well, but mostly weddings uh, from the time I was like 13. So I don't want to say my age, but it's been a long time. Well, no, I, and I totally understand. <laughs> that. just kidding. But you have a, a large, you know, portfolio, if you will, of being able to do events. And then also this weird passion, which is probably like a double-edged sword for you, where you enjoy decorating and yeah. setting up for events and making sure they go off well. Yeah, which is great because between that and costumes, I'm covered in like glitter and feathers and glue <laughs> all the time. My office is not <laughs> what an office should look like. It's but very sparkly. I think it's really interesting with you because you are you find yourself, even though that could be like a desk job, you find yourself in a lot of creative venues that aren't traditionally like costume design and, and, and just theater in general requires a level of creativity sure. but then also in the what could be paper pushing and answering phone calls and reserving spaces mm -hmm. you still find a place in there to be creative yes yeah and so that's i think that's really cool what that speaks to of your personality and anybody that knows rachel already um knows that 
you know, that's really where you're passionate about and where yeah. you, your talents are. I have to, because if I don't do something creative, I start going stir crazy. Mm -hmm. And when I wasn't doing something creative for a couple of years, I got into scrapbooking. I was like the scrapbooking maniac because yeah. I had to create. And then I realized, oh, I have to do more than just this because there's something in me that has to create. So I will no matter where I am. I well, and theater, when I guess events too, but theater has this, like it comes alive, right? Like for your sure. inception of what this could be or what this should be. Um, or even just what your vision is and then watching that come alive and, and bringing people alongside you and, and nurturing that talent and then using your own creativity is has this like incredible, you know, an incredible amount of talent that's required. But also it's a it's an amazing outlet. It turns over pretty quickly, I would sure. assume. Yeah. Like doing productions, right? Oh, yeah. Right. And so that turns over and it feel I don't know if is that good or is that like self-defeating? Because, man, I poured all this time and talent into this and now it's gone or no, I don't think so it's the same when you plan like a wedding or something I mean there's a lot of time that has gone into this one thing but we do so many things that you get sick of it by the time you're done with with one show I'm ready to move on to the next one right now I'm doing two shows at the same time and yeah. so sometimes there's some of that and the same with events there's a lot that you're doing at once instead of just one so um, yeah quick turnover I think is actually a good thing because then you don't get bored yeah it's almost like having um, a, you're turning over a new can uh, canvas mm -hmm. so like you're just going to the art store and buying a new canvas to paint a new picture mm -hmm. so uh for strike you're tearing something down and yeah you worked really hard on it but that's that art is done and right. it's time to move on and do something else yeah. i always thought it was amazing I, I did here i'm going to toot my own horn i did a little bit of theater stuff in college <laughs> in high school but in college primarily and how quickly it it came down opposed to how long it took to get up mm -hmm. like to 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 craft it and to make it right and to make it perfect and to get I mean, I was on the technical side, so getting all the tech stuff and the lighting right and the sound correct and everything, it took weeks usually back in the day, and especially the venues we used to use for the alumni listening, like the theater, the theater productions we did in the auditorium, mm -hmm. where we would basically like half the auditorium, and it was a very like intimate setting. Sure. Everybody was kind of crammed in. Um, how long it took to get all of that working right, mm -hmm. and then it's like three hours on a Saturday and it's all down, it's all yep. done. Yeah. And you, you kind of feel, I mean, I love it, especially with summer camps like Elevate where it comes down quickly and you can go home, go home. and, and yeah. finally be, you know, with your family. Yeah. But on the other side, there's this, you know, stepping back or, or looking at a higher level of, well, that, that really came apart quickly and, and all that work is done yeah. and over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's fascinating. Do you guys take like a lot of pictures or how do you, how do you, immortalize your creations you know I didn't for the longest time take pictures of a lot of the work I did because I was just so busy I mean all of us anyone that works here can relate to how many yep. hours you put into things and so sometimes you just don't think about it and mm -hmm. an event will go up and I think oh man I didn't take pictures of centerpieces I hope Elliot Jones got some for me yeah. <laughs> and so you're you're hoping that he did um, but even with shows and stuff like I was really bad about taking pictures of costumes and I thought well it's not probably something I'm gonna do anywhere else but I also before didn't think that I would be at a college doing costumes for you know right. for them as well so I, I do need to be better about documenting it but thank god elliot or debbie rutledge uh they'll take pictures for us and we'll mm -hmm. at least have something but yeah I, i'm not a good documenter at all yeah. i i am very much okay it's up it's done moving on to the next thing uh and and i i think that it's actually a problem uh, for myself, something that I try to teach my students sure. uh, to spend a lot more time doing. If you build something, take a picture of it. If yeah. you light something or uh, design a sound effect or anything, keep it mm -hmm. um, so that you can say, hey, I did this thing. Um, 
I was actually recently um, looking at people to do some design work for us, and they didn't have any work to show me. Right. I'm like, I can't hire you if you don't have any um, practical images of what you can do. Right. Uh, so it becomes very important, which I have to take my own note right, yeah. and do it myself. Mm -hmm. So For sure. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a good transition because, okay, so we've kind of got you know this picture of Rachel that people are listening to as to what you do here and, and how you point towards the theater department and now with Rob so you are a faculty member mm -hmm. at the at the bare bones of it right yep you, I'm an assistant professor here okay so an, as, an assistant professor yep. for the theater department so then uh, what what is on top of that that gets that kind of points you in the same direction that Rachel's in yeah it might be easier to say what's not on top of that <laughs> uh, no uh, I kind of serve as a jack-of-all-trades mm -hmm. uh, in the theater department so uh, my title is or my titles are uh, director of theater, which means that all the business side of things, the ins and outs, the buying stuff for production, uh, managing the budget, mm -hmm. uh, choosing the productions, uh, working uh, with publicity and fundraising and all that stuff. It's kind of like a, a small business. Right. Um, that's all a part of that. But I also serve as the production manager, which the hats kind of, they're, they're pretty similar, but... Um, that's making sure that I have all of the designers that I need. I have the teams. Um, I have the directors, and I'm kind of mentoring them all through the productions right. uh, here. Uh, so that's kind of the stuff that I do um, on the uh, uh, for the productions. But on on top of that, I fill in holes. If there's not a prop designer, I design props. Right. I uh, am the resident set designer on campus right now, so I design all the sets for all of the shows, oh, wow. unless a student does it. Um, just kind of out of necessity. There's not really anybody to fill that hole, so sure. I go ahead and do it. So um, something you said there was you, you help choose or you do choose the productions that are chosen to be done. Mm -hmm. uh, just briefly, because I've always wondered, I guess myself, maybe this is only interesting to me, but how do you, as, um, as a professor here at Rochester, and, and given all of the parameters that I'm sure that you have to think about, how do you go about choosing? Do you just do you go do you default to ones that you already know? Do you have like a, a library? How do you <laughs> discover new ones that are like that can be done here is appropriate for a collegiate environment? That, yeah, you know, uh, it, that is a, a very complex puzzle mm. um, and something that I'm actually doing currently for next year's uh, season. Uh, and so you're looking at what what uh, fits our students, right. uh, what our audience needs to see. Uh, we have cool things going on here, like theater for social change. So we're looking at topics that will spark um, conversation mm -hmm. uh, and, and things like that. Um, but you know, something that's really been on the forefront of like theater uh, and college theater is how do you get the the ladies on stage? There, throughout history, there's been more roles written for men. So right. how, theater departments are you know three quarters ladies so how how do you get them the opportunity so that's uh, a struggle that you kind of go through you look at things like budget uh what uh, what we can afford what the rights for things are and all that so the answer is you're looking at a lot of things uh to put together the perfect yeah. puzzle 
Well, um, space difficulties, that's big for us too. Yeah, um, looking. I kind of deal with that with you, mm -hmm. um, renting out the space on campus and deciding who gets what. <clears throat> there's so many different things on a campus like this where students want the space for student activities or uh, there's a class that needs to meet in there or something and we have to calculate how big is this set, how long will we be in the space for, right. what else is going on that time of year. So that's a little bit harder than a normal theater company would even have to deal with. Yeah, and, and uh, one of the main things I like to do is create like a theme for the year this year um, it is life love and loss so we're, we're looking at those topics through um, the plays that we're doing and everything kind of wraps around that theme yeah. um, and, and so it's not about a single conversation for each show it's a kind of about a, a larger thing looking at uh, a larger picture of uh, stuff. Gotcha. so if you if you become kind of like this uh, a member of the theater life at Rochester and you're and you're seeing each of these plays you get a better perspective of the message for the year yeah that's what i'm hearing okay mm -hmm. yeah and you can read like in our program it says this is our our yearly this is what we're looking at for right. for this year um but to answer personally what i i just read a lot of plays oh, yeah. uh, and i have a list that is probably 200 plays long of plays that i would like to do and i'm just kind of waiting for the right students to come around for that specific play or the right time um, you know, we did Urinetown last year and we've got it. That's all about water conservation. And we had the Flint uh, water crisis going on. It's right. the perfect time to do a play like that. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to take a second and talk about the uncovered theater. So when people get the pamphlet in the mail or they come to the school and they see, you know, a production by uncovered theater in Rochester college, what does that mean? Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> going Who's going to answer? Who's gonna uh, say? So I'll talk about it a little bit. When Rob talks about being on stage with the students, that really helps get him fired up. Uh, so when we left Regent University, uh, we both went to Regent. We had some friends that went there. Um, we st all started a theater company. We went to Chicago and we worked there for a while. Um, and then a bunch of us kind of just split ways. There, there was a friend got married and um, then we came here. It was just a lot of things were bringing us back here. Um, and so we wanted to have a theater company that was a group of like-minded people. And for us, that was our, our Christian faith. Um, it's not a Christian theater company in right. the terms that we do Christian work. Um, we think everything that we do should be reflecting God. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it's whatever shows are are calling our names at the time, uh, or saying something that we really want to say with a show. Uh, but we got together with a group of people that were, were like us, Brandon Langland, Chad Razor. Um, they also went to Regent with us. Uh, they Everyone kind of just um, ended up here together, and we wanted to do something with the students that would help them get used to being with uh, professional actors. Right. So our, our big thing here is a professional training program. We want to make sure that everything that they do uh, when translates into the real world when they go out there, and it's not just some program that they go through and then don't know what to do when they leave here and, right. and kind of freak out. Um, so we wanted to get them used to working with professionals and uh, having that um, caliber person with them as well because um, it, it's a different feeling when you're acting on stage with a student versus when you're acting on stage with a professional. It's just they bring something else to the table and then you work much harder. And so uh, it started out as a as a need for extra people. It's always hard to get men in the theater department. Right. Um, 
So we were kind of bringing in people to kind of uh, fill in roles and things. And then we realized that doing a co-show was kind of a cool thing. So we have our theater company that Rochester is, is great. We're really grateful to them because they let us use their space. When we were in Chicago, we'd have to pay for a space. Right, um, right. And so they let us use the space. And uh, in exchange, we kind of have a program where we do things with the students as well. So to try to get them uh, used to that, I'll let Rob go into it a little bit more. Yeah, we're, we're like... Uh, fully integrated you yeah. know so you can't talk about the rochester college theater department without uncovered we are one in the same we all are in in that umbrella it's a group of professional actors who want to help uh define vocation and mission for students uh and uh, give mentorship uh so one of the things that we do is uh we we like to say we shed light on the human condition right uh and, and so those are the kind of shows that drive us um, and so with this partnership with Rochester College Theater, um, we are able to, uh, you know, serve at, uh, that mission through the students uh, or for the students. We just got done doing a show called No Exit. It was mm -hmm. all uncovered actors uh, and all alumni from Rochester College. Oh, They've nice. graduated and now come back and now they're 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 working as guest artists in the uh, company. Uh, some uh, will come back and be part of the company right. and, and stuff like that. So the community keeps growing. And one of the things that we, uh, one of the taglines we have for our department is uh, professional training in the liberal arts setting. Right. And that's part of it. It, became, it makes your bachelor's program a bachelor's program, but also an internship at the same time. So you don't have to go get another internship right out of college because you've kind of already gotten that. Right. You're, already, you're already seeing professionals, working with professionals uh, every single day. So it brings, instead of just faculty who are actors or who have interest in theater, instead of just working with, in the collegiate level, because typically, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but typically that's how it's set up, is you have theater, a theater department mm -hmm. with theater faculty who may do shows, mm -hmm. but here we have an actual like theater company that's integrated with our program. Yep. Yeah, we try to do one show a year that's mm -hmm. a co-show with them, um, and then we have a Shakespeare festival during the summer. We found that when we were working, uh, some of the best training that we got, obviously training in school is, is great, but some of our best training was uh, uh, being mentored by older actors sure. um, who kind of show you how to do things, tell you what you're doing wrong, um, and you can watch them and really learn just by watching them. And for us, that was such a big deal, and we wanted to be able to give that back to our students as well because that's that's really how you learn, you know? Yeah. It's also really helpful when you're in class uh, with somebody teaching you acting and then they get up and do it mm -hmm. and you go, oh, okay, I should listen to that person. Right. Um, you know, a lot of the, the students are taking a class with Chad Razor right now uh, and he's been on our stage a couple of times uh, and they, they've seen his work. They've worked with him and now they say, I should probably listen to this guy. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So th th there's, there's that as well. Yeah, there's a certain level of professionalism when you like you said it's an internship essentially yeah, for sure and so it gives a great new exposure with working with theater company with working with theater people you know professional actors that sort of thing gives great experiences that 
other places aren't going to have that opportunity. Yeah, and then over the summer, uh, we ha have an actual internship where they can stay on campus and they'll work the Shakespeare Festival with us. Mm -hmm. And some of them will be actors, some of them will do stuff backstage. But we wanted to get them used to a real acting internship, which means you might play roles, you might scrub toilets, you might be <laughs> handing out programs. You, I mean, you could be doing any of those things. Yeah. Um, and usually, an actor doesn't just do one of those things. They end up kind of helping run whatever theater company that they're doing. And we want to make sure that they're used to that because we want to put out people that are quality we don't want to put out people that are the the crummy kids in the internship that are just whining all the time sure. you know, we want to make sure that our students are ready for that and that uh, that people want to work with them and if we see them work really really hard we can suggest that they go do uh, this internship with these friends of ours that run this theater company yeah. or Meadowbrook down the, down the street well and it sounds like you're giving a realistic approach to what theater actually is when you when the boots hit the ground and that you actually start working on that career yeah, yeah. it's not just great theory this is how it would be in a perfect theater environment sure. instead it's like no you can expect to do the heavy lifting and also oh, yeah. get a chance to do the wonderful parts of this job as well yeah. yeah that's one of the things that really sets us apart is that that ability to like give them a real view of mm -hmm. what the art is uh, a lot of other programs are like, this is what the art is in the ideal situation with a huge budget and, and all that stuff. Here's a right. Broadway budget. And so um, uh, we, we don't have a Broadway budget. So right. you have to be creative uh, and you have to do multiple jobs and wear multiple hats. Uh, and that's what most theater is. And right. that's what our students are getting. Okay, so then shameless plug for you is... If alumni, especially like theater people, yeah. want to either get on board or help fund you, mm -hmm. where can they go to help Uncovered? Um, they can check out our website or they can contact uh, Rob or myself directly, which um, we're just rrball or rrball1 at rc.edu. Either one will make it. To yes. Them. Okay. That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> they could contact either of us uh, and we can talk through maybe if they're looking to donate a specific thing or if they want to come help. Like if someone is listening and that says, hey, I'm really great at doing sound. I'd love to help run sound for your productions or whatever. Um, I we, build stuff. Yeah. We <laughs> will saw. always take help. Um, we're, we're never going to turn that away because um, anything that you can do is valued. We are so mm -hmm. overworked <laughs> that anytime anyone has something to offer, we will gladly receive it with open arms. Yeah, so there's opportunity to be involved. Absolutely, yeah. In, sure. in that aspect. Sure. That's great. Yeah. For people who are listening who might be interested, do you, are sales for tickets just individualized or do you do like you can buy the whole season or how, how does that just give us a, pull the curtain back a little bit in terms of the the how it's made type of idea so that how people can get involved and then we'll kind of talk a little bit more about about theater in depth yeah for sure uh well you can get season tickets for the entire year we do do a, a discount for the tickets i think it's around ten dollars per ticket if you get the whole season okay i'm not 100 percent sure uh but you can contact olivia dean uh and she does all of that stuff you can pre-buy tickets or buy them online buy them at the door um, we, we're not at the place where we're selling out all of our shows, right. uh, especially in the main space. Uh, we do have our new space, the Alt Theater, um, that's in the old Gold Room, mm -hmm. which we do sell out those productions because there's only about 60 seats per show. Gotcha. Um, and so our audience is starting to learn. You have to get your, your tickets early for those or yeah. they'll sell out. Well, and that theater it was designed by you, if I'm not mistaken. Is yes. That right? so, yeah. When, okay, so we'll back that off. So the Gold Room, for those of you who have been alumni here, know what the Gold Room is. <laughs> Former rentable uh, space that was usually just 
for like luncheons and stuff and no teachers wanted it for class and nobody wanted to teach down there it was a nightmare to run technical stuff out of as an IT guy and so when theater took it over you took like when I walked in there initially I was blown away by your the the concept of the design of the room because it's not typical it's not what I would have figured you were going to do with it Mm -hmm. which hopefully is a tidbit of when the next show is in there you should buy a ticket for it because it's really fascinating how you guys have set it up yeah but um have you seen a lot of is was this your opportunity to be creative with designing a space or have you is this a regular thing or yeah i I modeled it off um in chicago there's storefront theaters Mm -hmm. uh so there's probably 120 small theater companies operating in chicago and they're these little tiny things that are just in a little storefront. Uh, and so I kind of looked at a bunch of those and tried to model that for our students. So they have a, a laboratory space that gives them the opportunity to work in a space that they'll be working in, in professional theater, especially straight out of college. You're not right. going to get to the, the big grand stage thousand seat houses. You're going to be working these little nitty gritty uh, um, uh, theaters. Yeah. And so it's important to cut their teeth. You're, the audience is like three feet away from you. Right. There's, you can't. Uh, separate them you know yeah, you, you there's see no their buffer faces. zone that right yeah yeah they are lit uh in hmm. in the show as well just it, a little bit it's yeah. funny because i've noticed that a lot of folks that get out of college and then start their acting career outside of the collegiate level usually they come to college from high school and they go back to high school to do the productions for the smaller companies to mm-hmm. kind of like you said cut their teeth and stuff i've seen a lot of um folks that were in, even involved here and they were in a production and they were hosted at, you know, in Birmingham in a high school or something like mm-hmm. that. But it's because that's the space that's available. They can seat the audiences right. that are that they're going to sell that, that amount of tickets for. So, mm-hmm. no, it's really cool. And um, like I said before, if you're listening to this, you need to come and check out the theater department in general. But uh, that theater that was designed down there, that's um, a pretty cool little environment. And it, it gives a totally unique, I think for around here at least, a, a unique, you know, experience for theater. Yeah, yeah. it's... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, you know, we call it the alt, and, and so, so, the, so the listeners know, uh, we we named it the alt. It's the Associates Lab Theater, kind of going back to what the original purpose was, uh, giving an homage to to the associates and all the great work they did here. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Oh, I, I beat you to it. To you're, yeah. you're both thinking the same thing. Well, it's like you're married or something. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard people call it the alternative theater, and I, I wanted to correct that because that's not what we meant by that. We just called it the alt because Rob wanted to make sure that the associates still got their name kind of on that room. That's awesome. And you're dispelling the, the confusion. It's mm-hmm. like when people think lyrics say one thing, but they really don't. Yes. Yes. Right. So here we're clearing the air officially here on the tiny Rochester College podcast, right. the alt theater <laughs> is we, a throwback to the associates. Yeah, and we call it a lab theater. People ask about that too, because it's an experimental space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- those small spaces are called lab theaters. We have our theater is, um, our main theater is kind of a black box theater. Right. We don't have a big proscenium house. We have those smaller things, like Rob said, because that's what our students are going to be doing when they leave here. Right. Um, but yeah, experimental theater. Sometimes you do things that are a little bit more gritty or uh, might not be as family friendly. You could put in a space like that we Mm -hmm. haven't really done much like that but um the show that's coming up might have a little bit of language and uh it's just a space where you might not have your typical audience but you know if something's in there it might be uh, a a different kind but that is what those theaters are designed that's again like you said that's where we're your the actors are cutting their teeth and and growing their craft and 
kind of honing their their skill or their talent right it's you have a biology lab where you're you know um yeah. you know experimenting it's the same thing that's where all most of our classes are mm -hmm. and, and so it's our space to really um uh, learn the craft yeah make it's, mistakes it's always fascinating to me because like art in general if we step back like we talk about uh, like artistic musicians um, and guys who write, uh, this is just from personal experience. Uh, I knew a guy who wrote Christian music for the acapella realm, mm -hmm. but his, his craft moved very slowly. And he would say, well, you can't like force it. You can't just like, it doesn't, I can't write four songs this week and tell you I'm going to write four singable songs this week. We're going to learn the next week in church. Like that's just not how that works. Mm -hmm. It would take him a long time right. to shape that. And as a creative person, that that made total sense mm -hmm. like as a as a musician yeah i know that sort of stuff doesn't come quickly on the other side to like an autocratic type of mentality or a, a very logical businessman or something like that mm -hmm. it's like no input in, in like what's the output like if i put this much money in the system how much am i going to get in return mm -hmm. and right. those two conversations between you know very logical you know ABC equals XYZ and then a creative realm where that is not necessarily <laughs> the same formula sure. um, it always astonishes me and I think that the more conversations because I'm not a super creative person I don't I don't feel like I would qualify to be in any sort of theater production or something like that but people who ex who live there who spend the majority of their time thinking about that and and being there and and trying to bring new and fresh and creative ideas constantly for your job mm -hmm. is what yeah. you do like that to me is a foreign world that i have no idea how you even function because <laughs> i would be totally drained all the time like yeah. you, you say you go home and you're exhausted after a show like it would take all of me to do something like that and then to say but we're also we're going to do like six of these a year eight of these yeah. a year or whatever. Yeah. Like, and then we're going to have two theaters and we're going to run them at the same time yeah. and we're going to do multiple shows and like how do you find the, I guess the question is then after all of that spilling out to you how do you find um, or what do you find as the the rejuvenating as the refilling as the uh, you know the restoring of your creative um, ability if you will or juices for the lack of a better word yeah. um, what gives you that sort of life in the creative realm like do you just live off of pure adrenaline or is there are there things in life that restore your and coffee yes yeah, well yeah, yeah. that we can all talk yeah, about that's I have right. a Keurig that I refill the reservoir twice a day <laughs> but you know like what is it because to me and maybe to many of our listeners we have no idea how a creative person sustains that creativity level that you guys do right well i i can say i, I spent a lot of time working as a professional actor uh and, and doing that thing um and and so that when you're performing you kind of get that that rush and it's there the excitement for me that wasn't enough uh mm -hmm. to to keep me fueled um so uh, there's something that i talk about like when i'm acting it's like praise and worship for me mm. Um, and so that's my way of praising and, and it's my way of like ex kind of exposing my soul a little bit. Sure. Um, and, and so uh, every little aspect, everything that I do in the theater, uh, whether it's the set design, props design, um, uh, helping a student, directing, uh, it, it all kind of feeds that soul. Yeah. Um, it, I, I feel like 
I didn't choose theater. Uh, theater was just in me, uh, and it's my my way of like uh, reflecting a light uh, on God's creation, kind right. of you know. Right. Um, and, and to as a uh, educator, seeing the light bulb go on mm-hmm. every time I get to see that, um, I have the rare opportunity to act alongside of and to direct my students. And when I see them go, oh my gosh, that's it. Or I see the, 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 that feeling, that, that fire light up. Right. That's it for me um, more than anything. Um, because for me, I, I could be doing well just in the profession, but that wasn't enough. Um, right. And if anything, I gave that up so I could have that, um, seeing uh, the students have that experience, giving them the gift that I have to someone sure. else mm-hmm. is, uh, is that very thing right. that makes that, um, uh, that keeps me going. Yeah. That, that, the sleepless that doesn't nights, totally drain you yeah, all the time. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of draining and filling you at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I think doing both jobs kind of full-time definitely drains me. (laughs) Um, And sometimes it's exhausting. And sometimes you just want some sort of affirmation that what you're doing is okay or is good even. Um, And yeah, seeing a finished product for sure, that's fantastic. It's a great feeling when I can see the work that I've done with the students um, and and the work that Rob has done, everything comes together and makes this really cool show. Right. that's definitely worth it and I think that's why a quick turnaround is good for us because we're always working on something new and that helps light that fire but um, sometimes you just get drained and the reason I think that it's such a uh, an easy thing to keep going is uh, like last week I had a student that just came and asked what, what do you want you want something from Starbucks and I didn't I didn't want anything and she yeah. seemed really sad that I kept saying no and she's like what about even like a cake pop and I was like okay you can get me a cake pop because I knew that she wanted to do it but then the happiness that she had was just amazing and it started this great conversation about theater and what she was going to do with her life and her family and her friends and everything she was doing here and why she does theater and that is why we do it the students right. Um, having that little bit of feedback and she was like you guys just do so much for us and we feel like you know we take you guys for granted and sometimes I don't want to do that and so the little things that I can do and I was like this isn't a little thing I know it's just a cake pop but it's it means so much Uh, but it just started this great conversation and those are the times that you remember why you're there doing it is those those um the students that are thankful and grateful for what right. you're doing for them because they have no idea how many hours we lose of sleep and all the mm-hmm. rest of the stuff that goes into it they have no idea all that stressful side of things and we try to not always show that stressful side of things but they know it's there and so just those those times when uh i guess you can connect with a student right that's what makes it worth it i think so yeah, yeah is so that there's the question is is that the reward that you find it sounds like that's mm-hmm. kind of your your echoing is that the reward, you know, for the sleepless and countless hours that you're going to put into these productions. What is it that you, you know, what is the most rewarding thing about giving, just emptying that glass every time for each of these productions? And, and, you know, whether it's filling up and emptying at the same time or whether it's shaping you or, or how would you answer that? What is the, what is the, the unseen reward that people who just come and see the show, they're not going to see, they're not going to know that or not going to see that. Yeah, uh, for me, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, and it's mm-hmm. getting on stage with the students. As an actor, you get in this this pattern where you're just performing and you're performing, and it's a paycheck, and you're getting paid, uh, and it becomes a job. Yeah. And so the art of it kind of goes away. 
And so for me, with the setup that we have um, and, and how I'm able to work with the students, it actually, like, being a part of the youthful and that excitement, that energy um, that's starting out of the career uh, kind of lights my fire and fills fills me up and it's so rewarding yeah uh, and on top of that I get to take students from their freshman year uh, and by the time they're done one of the things that I say often is it's like my job to make myself obsolete right that they can move on uh, and I'm always a mentor but they don't need to ask me the questions anymore right and so by the time they're a senior or, or they're just graduated they are full-on colleague uh, of mine uh, into to see the work that they do. By the time uh, our students uh, graduate, they are professional actors. Uh, they could go work anywhere if they put the time and the effort into it. And yeah. so that uh, that is the most rewarding thing for me is that they continue to help me remember why I love what I do, yeah. why I've chosen to do what I do. So, and one of the fascinating things, I guess, that again, people would not know is that when you guys came here, you the theater department was how many students were in the theater department when you first started do you remember how many actual theater students you had well we actually didn't have well it's hard it's an interesting question hard to quantify yeah well because <laughs> we had a theater concentration we, we've had theater here forever sure. um uh all the way back into the times when they had the the cafetorium down yes. uh in the cafeteria um, I've had some wonderful stories about people. Uh, yeah, I actually, I actually was a student for Kathy Parker. Okay. And was I? My sister was going to school here, and I walked in. I was in eleventh grade, grade eleven for you Canadians. And I <laughs> walked in, and my sister said, "Hey, Kathy, this is my brother. He does lighting for his high school theater productions." And Kathy turned around on there, forget, and was like, "Hey, you want a job?" And I was <laughs> like, "Uh, sure." So my first year, then I did all of her lighting for all of her shows. That's awesome. In the auditorium. Oh my goodness. And it was I. I remember somebody like Evan Green was a student, and I he was one of the actors for one of the shows that we did, and I like have these very vivid memories. And then now to see what you guys do, it's like puts me to shame. But you know the amount no, of no. of time and effort but also you have a few more resources believe yeah. it or not that you can uh, utilize and we didn't have that space back then but you know I I kind of started with Kathy when it was in its infancy and I was technically a theater techie yeah back in you know yeah. early 2000s but yeah. anyway sorry continue no we, well we had a concentration and there was a handful of students who were mm -hmm. in that concentration um, and I came in here and, and Kathy has been great because I was like hey, I know I was hired as a technical director, but I've got my MFA in acting right. and I'll teach some stuff. Uh, and so I just kept saying, I'll do this, I'll do this, I I'll do this. I also have all these talents on this list. <laughs> yeah, and, and so uh, it was great because we, we started a really fun team yeah. and I was the technical director, which meant doing all of the technical things. Yep. So that's how Rachel started. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I don't know how to do costumes. So, yeah. and I, also I don't paint. So Rachel right. was doing that kind of stuff. Oh, look, I'm married to this person that does all all these things mm -hmm. yep. how convenient <laughs> right uh and, and so after that first year I, I remember sitting down with dr keller and and, yep. and dr parker and we were like you know we probably could start a major and we did yep and um we had six students transfer into it and two freshmen come into the program so we started out our first year with eight majors right away wow uh and now um we're at a we're, we're kind of bursting we're yeah. at a, uh, between 30 and 40 yeah. students which uh, in to our translate program. is one of the like top 5 um, majors at the school 
like in terms of capacity. Yeah, it's pretty big. I know we're one of the largest in humanities for yes. sure. And now we actually have three majors. So we started with a straight up theater major. We added music theater two years after that. Yeah. And two years after that, we added theater management. Um, so we have those three programs yeah. uh, that run uh, right now. Wow, that's crazy. But it's also, it, you get a, you have a reputation now in, in Oakland Township, I guess, or even in the surrounding areas of Rochester College actually has a real viable theater program. Mm -hmm. And behind the scenes, and so everybody knows, you two are the the kind of beginning of that and you keep the wheels greased. So bravo. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> and it's exciting go. now not having to even recruit as much. Students will come mm -hmm. to us, which is really exciting because you know you can, you can just keep doing what you're doing and if you do it well, they'll come to you and that's kind of what's been happening. Yeah. We, we offer something really special here on campus. The community, everybody talks about the RC community in, in the theater department is, is very much like that. Yeah. Um, and there's one thing that you know I talk about with the Rochester College Theater and my personal philosophy is you know building up through love uh, and, and that kind of thing. And I think that's a catchy thing. You know, if, if your friend tells you I have this, uh, this thing and it makes me feel good and um, I'm learning how to to uh, to believe in myself. Right. You know. Right. Uh, people want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, you're excited to be a part of that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, how now that we've talked about like, okay, so you're teaching. You you have events that you run, and that you have students help you with those. And yeah, I have a student worker, um, and then I also have uh, students. So I teach a product. A practicum. Yeah. <laughs> this is called the production pra practicum. Practicum. You're good. Um, and it's where uh, if people want to come learn how to do costume stuff, they can take this as a credit and they yeah. come and work with me. And so we also have students that do hours. They come in to help us. Um, so I have a lot of students, I think like 12 or 14 hours a week now that are just students coming in to work on costume stuff with me, which is huge. Yeah. Wow. We, we believe in service learning. So yeah. every single one of our students uh, puts in two hours per week on all the productions. Um, it is my belief if you want to work, you have to start at the bottom uh, and you have to know those things. I started here as the technical director and now right. I'm the director of theater. And that's because I learned how to be a carpenter. Sure. Uh, and so we want to give them those practical skills while also saying you want these big productions. We need your help. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has ownership. You, you, your mom comes to see the play and you can say, hey, I painted that. Right. Uh, and, and it's really fun. Well, and it doesn't. It also evens out the burden a little bit of actually putting on a production because we're talking hundred, hundreds of hours. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. And you work on a production in terms of set design. That is how many months out? Like, how, <laughs> like, are you thinking, so you decide on a play for the fall and then do you start putting it together then or do you kind of wait till it's closer or figuring out who's involved or how does that play out a little bit? Uh, so, so just so that people who are listening who are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to that next play, they understand this play has been thought of mm -hmm. how far in advance have, oh, yeah. have you been thinking of this final product? Yeah, well, because I stay so busy during the school year, um, when I choose the production, since I've been the set designer, uh, I do most of the work over the summer. So um, I'm putting 30 hours into just mechanical drawings for each set wow. um, and um, coming up with ideas, researching things um and spending a lot of time on google image um yeah. and then meeting with directors uh if i'm not directing the show myself uh and then figuring out how uh it's it's going to be built so literally each um set design is hundreds of hours yeah. of pre-work 
Um, you know, that's just me thinking about um, uh, different ideas I might have, right. and it might pop up once I read this script. Right. And so I'm always thinking about it. Is well, kind of the answer. And some of them, like it's always surprising to walk in, and like some of your sets are like multi-level. The the rack auditorium is quite high, and so you have all this upward space. But normally people wouldn't think to utilize that, mm-hmm. and yet you know obviously we've seen productions that have been designed that way where it's like multi-level and you know it's it's a totally different experience that you would not if you just walked in there for a conference or something you would never mm-hmm. believe that you know that stuff also happens in there that yeah. same thing that's yeah. pretty cool yeah i got a, i got some advice from the technical director before me uh she worked in that our space but she worked in this a space very similar she's like build up mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of space uh wide build up and I, I always took that and ran with it as yes, much well, as I could. And especially like the riser system that's in there uh, uh, consumes like mm-hmm. at least half of the space. Oh, three quarters of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're very, you're limited if you're only going to have stage space with a one level design. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. If you haven't been to a production recently and you need to check out the next one, when is the next one? Uh, our next production is actually in our small space, the, that alt theater. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Proof, and it goes up uh, February 8th through 11th uh, and 15th through 18th. Okay, so there's a couple of, is it weekends? It's two weekends, okay. yep. It's a couple of weekends there that you can check that out, and that's in that um, not alternative theater <laughs> that uh, we talked about earlier. So if you want to check that out, this is a perfect chance. It's coming up just in less than half a month. And uh, that'll be a good opportunity. We are going to do a couple of, um, we're going to try and keep up with, uh, knock on wood, <laughs> we're going to try and keep up with the productions that are happening over the next little while. And so we're going to do uh, try and do a podcast update for you to know what's happening in theater. I'll have Rob or Rachel or both come in and kind of walk us through what's happening in the next semester and so. So, for example, um, the next podcast that will go up immediately after this one will be a conversation about what shows are coming up for the rest of this semester, which is spring of uh, 2018, and then also what's happening in the summer. And then somewhere late in the summer, we'll talk again and have a discussion about what's going to happen later in the year and things that are kind of in the foreseeable future. And so it's hard to really say, like, okay, for the next four months, because like we've talked about, creativity. Um, kind of unfolds itself as it does. And so um, not all of the details are ironed out. Not everything is in <laughs> solid stone. But this kind of give you a good general idea as to what to expect is happening on Rochester's campus, which we want you to come back and be involved. And so uh, if you get a chance, come and check out that next production that's in that Associates Theater. And uh, stay tuned. You'll get mailings more than likely if you're an alumni. If you'd like to know more information, uh, please call the college, 248-218-2000, and ask for Olivia, and they'll get you in touch with her and get you uh, signed up for tickets or uh, at least a schedule for theater productions. Guys, I want to thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in and continuing this podcast experiment, really. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, thank you. We look forward to what you guys are doing around here. Thanks. Take care.